Do you ever just want to hear how the famous found fame? How the poor man became a millionaire? How risking comfort gave someone more freedom? Honestly, do you ever just wonder if everything will be okay? Welcome to the Y'all Podcast, where everyone has a seat at the table. I'm your host, Laura Jean Bell. In this space, I will share stories about life, Jesus, and the South. Stories of the past and the ones that are still being written to instill hope without fear of the future. Sharing tales about the lives of others, of business and risk and heartache and joy and failure and success. Let go of the fear that hopelessness is your destiny and fill up on the encouragement that mercies are new each day. Because the best thing about a story is that there is a beginning and an end. Y'all, I am so excited for this little series that I am doing alongside my sweet husband, Cody Bell. Cody and I have been together since we were 18 years old, and our stories are pretty endless. Together, we have graduated high school, dated long distance, gone to college, interned at jobs together, graduated college, got married, got out of debt, started a business, fixed up houses, and seriously so much more. So with all the stories that we have to share together, we decided to do a little something called Marriage Madness, a little series where we pop up in your week to share the stories that have stretched us, made us laugh out loud, and the stories that God wrote out for us together. Join us as we tell the tales of our life together so far and the crazy things that we've chosen to do. I can honestly say that life with Cody in partnership with Jesus is always an adventure and always full of stories to tell. So come sit at the table with us and join in on our adventure. We're so glad that you're here. Let's do this, y'all. Hey, y'all. It is me and my sweet husband, Cody, here today. And we are going to be doing just a small little series called Marriage Mondays, where my sweet, adorable, handsome, very sexy husband comes on here with me. Don't shake your head. (laughs) Um, Comes on here with me. And we kind of tell our stories together because the stories are great and they're endless with us because... Nothing is boring when it comes to Cody and Laura, but it's going to be so much better and so much more interesting of a story if you can hear it from my perspective and from Cody's perspective. So Cody, my sweet love, say hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited to get started today because we are going to, we've shared in the past kind of how our relationship started, but today we're going to talk about how we got a hold of our finances. So Cody and I got married a week and a day after we graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I said, nobody can hear you nodding, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got married really young. We were both 22. 22. I don't know about you. We were we feeling, were feeling 22. very 22. Yeah. Yes. And we definitely had... No idea what we were doing. Absolutely none. None. And, but we thought we did. Maybe. To a degree. I don't know. Maybe. Two weeks before we were graduating, I wasn't 100% sure I was going to have a job. Yeah. There was, I was was pretty certain, but then it was not a guarantee. Yeah. And I had zero job. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out. It totally worked out. Mm -hmm. We figured it out. Yeah. 
Um, but we got married a week and a day after we graduated from college. We both graduated from a very small Christian college. Faulkner University. Yes, in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And um, after we got married, where do we move, baby? We moved to the boonies. Yes. Out in Fitzpatrick, Alabama, to a double wide. To a double wide trailer. A double wide trailer. It's actually the biggest place we've ever lived. Yeah. To date. Still. Yeah. To date. Wow. <laughs> we are so classy. <laughs> we are. <clears throat> it actually really wasn't. So we lived um, actually outside Montgomery County. We lived the county over. Mm-hmm. Um, what county is it? Bullock. Bullock County. Um, in a little farm community called Fitzpatrick, Alabama, this really sweet couple um, that I grew up knowing had a bunch of land and a double wide trailer, mm-hmm. and and Cody and I got to live in that mm-hmm. double wide together, and we paid utilities and we cut their grass. And that was it. And that was it. But but the utilities were still really high because we lived <laughs> in the middle of a field like mm-hmm. a cow pasture. In the middle of an Alabama summer that was yes. just hot. Yes. There's no summer yeah. like Alabama summers. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so in those first six months out of college, what do you get from student loan debt? What do I get from student loan debt? Yeah. You get a grace period. It's so wonderful. Yes. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm going to take on all this debt and then I can wait and not have to pay it for a little bit. Great. Wait six months. Yeah. You don't have to pay it. Nope. And if you do pay it, if you decide to pay it, you don't have to pay interest, right? Uh, in the first six months. In the first six months, yeah. It's interest-free yeah. or you don't have to make a payment. You don't have to start <laughs> yeah. any payment. I think that's how that ours was structured. Yes. M- excuse me, mine was structured. It became ours. You, it was, you took it on. I inherited we- it. So to tell you <laughs> a little bit about our past and mm. our understandings of um, debt, finances. Um, I, in my high school years, I took the financial peace course that our high school actually offered. So there was kind of this elective course where you could take one semester of ACT prep and then another semester of financial peace. And we went to a Christian high school together as well. And so this was, this is kind of Christian principle teaching that Dave Ramsey Mm -hmm. teaches with financial peace university. So when I was in 11th grade, I actually took this and At home, my parents had made kind of their own separate mistakes when it came to their own personal finances, and they really harped on no credit cards, don't don't use money you don't have to buy things that you don't need. Um, They kind of utilized the Ramsey principles, um, and they communicated a lot with me and my siblings about our finances. And I think what it really boiled down to, not to really expose my parents or expose Cody's parents or anything. But I think what it boiled down to is my parents were like, our kids need to know mm-hmm. what we got and what we don't got. And this is how we just, we got to say it mm-hmm. to them. Um, so I was, I was kind of a stickler when it came to money. I was very, um, I was in some ways a little panicked about it. I wouldn't spend. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, y'all senior year and again, not to like go too deep, but it, it was, was kind a, of scarring. Yes. Like, it was a tough year. Was, yeah recession year was really mm-hmm. rough. It really hit my family hard. And so I was a bit of a, of a stickler. And throughout college, I would, I worked a bunch of jobs, mm-hmm. a lot of jobs. Yeah. Um, and I didn't spend a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And so I also had a boyfriend. Yeah, who had paid for everything. Who paid for everything <laughs> with money he didn't have, but he never told me that. So um, I didn't have a car payment. I didn't have any debt myself. I had a nice chunk of change in our saving in my savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, and I graduated from college with no student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Praise. So you can see that my perspective was, this is how you handle your money. Mm-hmm. And Cody's perspective was a touch different. All right. So my side of things, I would say growing up, my family never really talked about finances. It was just never a topic we would talk about. The only time I remember any ever hearing anything regarding it was when we moved from originally from uh, Gainesville, Georgia to Chelsea or Cody's family moved a lot when he was growing up. Moved a lot. So literally when Cody just refers to it, he doesn't refer to years. He refers to moves. Yeah. It's a very real thing. You don't refer to the years. No, I don't. (laughs) He refers to like when we lived in this city and then we moved from that city to this city. That's like, but I didn't have a job in high school. Like, I should have, but I was playing sports. And so I was like, well, that's, that's what my job is going to be. Or mm-hmm. it's kind of a lame excuse, but it's what I did. And I think it was in college when I first got a credit card because my parents were like, yeah, you just need to get a credit card so you can boost your credit. Like you need a, you need a credit, a good credit score. Which is not something that my parents taught me to do. Yeah. So I was kind of taught to be really afraid of credit cards. Mm-hmm. And Cody was taught it was important to have credit cards, yeah. which there is an importance to building your credit. Yeah. There yeah. There's there are benefits to it, but you can still you can do life without it. Um after going through Dave Ramsey. Absolutely. I got a little a little wild on Dave a little later, but we can get to that later. Um so eventually eventually got a credit card and but the only issue was that I never had one and was really bad about Paying. spending money on it and then realizing oh I got to pay that back I don't have the money to do that cuz I don't have a job I'm playing baseball like <laughs> I don't have any money mm-hmm. so I'm just going to keep spending money on this credit card and try to find the money to do minimum payments and I got like a small job with your dad mm-hmm and that was freshman year. I would spend almost all my money driving to Nashville and back to see you on yeah. the weekends and then come back, work for him at like random hours um, and then only make the minimum payment on a credit card or I would just miss a payment and the interest rate was 18% and it just kept... It was 18%? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cody Andrew, I'm I would you, not I made, know I made bad choices. I made some bad choices. Oh, my gosh. But again, with us... We may not always make the best choice, but we learn from our mistakes and we get every better. time, every time. So. so that was kind of how Cody like knew how to handle finances. I didn't <laughs> exactly, but that was your knowledge. Right. Of, yeah, that was my this knowledge. This is how you do it. You just kind of yeah. make the payment and kind of try to make it work. Exist with it, um, and I was not that way. Mm-hmm. So. We get married and we honestly didn't even discuss how much debt Cody had Mm-mm. acquired in college through credit cards, through um, student, loans. student loan debt. Yeah. Now he went through more cars than anyone else on planet earth. And he mm-hmm. did get smart about not having a car payment yeah. um, and kind of managed to 
find his way out of that. Um, so when we first got married, mm-hmm. neither of us had car payments. Yeah. Um, but all we had was a student loan debt and we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Like so student loan debt and then a little bit of credit card. And we had credit card debt. Was from me, but Right, right. I forgot yeah. about that. <clears throat> um now the the issue at bay was we didn't talk about it. And the yeah. first few months of marriage I was not finding work easily because we were living in the middle of nowhere and the job opportunities were We're all 45 minutes away. Yes. Um, Basically I would make enough money for the gas to drive to that job and back and it wasn't going to contribute anything. Mm -hmm. So, but we didn't have to make that payment because we were living in the grace period. Mm -hmm. We eventually figured out if I'm going to get a job and we're going to essentially pay the exact same amount that we're paying to live in this trailer that's 45 minutes from any civilization, we need to move to town. Mm-hmm. So we found an apartment that was actually pretty cheap yeah. when I think about Correction, it. You found the apartment okay. and you were the one who pushed super hard. Yes. But <laughs> it was for the, the better. It was the best it was. decision. It yes. was. Cody was not happy. He loved living in the country. Because we were out, out on... A lot of land, just kind of away from everybody. Yeah, stocked huge pond. Yes, fishing was amazing. It was. I was yes. I was loving life. I was like, this is great. This is what I want. Yeah. But reality. Reality was we were broke. Broke, and broke I ass. needed work, and <laughs> and I needed work, and I was so sick of the commute. It was mm-hmm. awful. So, um we moved to a small apartment in Montgomery Mm. and I went to work part-time for a wedding planner and I started waiting tables at a pizza restaurant that was across the street from our, you walk to work. I could, and I never did. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't. I could have walked and I never walked. Um, because anybody out there who is a waitress knows that when you are done waiting tables, the last thing you want to do is walk somewhere. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I never did it. I would drive my coworkers home because my coworkers had to walk to work cause they didn't have cars Yeah, and I would drive all of them home <clears throat> after work. Um, so that's why I had yeah. to drive my car. Yeah, also I would have to walk home. Yeah. Um, so at this point we're living in this apartment. Mm-hmm. We're doing mm-hmm. okay. Cause we're still living in the grace period at this yeah. point. We lived in the trailer for about three and a half months Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, grace period's gone. Grace period lifted, and Cody started to get a little bit more tense about what we would spend. And mm-hmm. at this point, Cody had convinced me to get a credit card for, and I told myself that I would get a credit card for gas, that mm-hmm. I would pay for gas with a credit card and pay it back. Cause Cody was like, you got to build your credit. You got to have credit. You got to have credit. Mm -hmm. And I was anti-credit cards because I knew the repercussions of not paying your credit cards back. Um, at this point, I think we eventually your sweet parents gave you the truck that you have now. And we sold, um, the pickup truck that he was driving and we yeah. paid off the credit card. Yeah. We knew the credit card debt yeah. was there and we paid that off by selling a car because yeah. his parents were gener- generous enough to give us a vehicle. So mm-hmm. that was a huge blessing. Yeah. But what was left was the student loan debt. And I remember not knowing how much money Cody had mm-hmm. in student loan debt. 
And when he told me how much money it was. $72,000. Yes. Did you hear that? Say that a little louder, baby. Come up to the microphone and say it. $72,000. That is a house in Montgomery. It is. Easily. Yes. We 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 bought a house. We purchased houses for less than that. Yes. Yes. Two, Two houses cheaper and one a little, well, two, a little bit more than that. Yeah. Not much more. So he had acquired 72K in student loan debt and get real close to the mic, baby. Tell him how much interest rate we were paying. Average 11%. 11%. 11%. Now we tried to lower that interest yeah. rate. We tried to consolidate it and get it <clears throat> to, to be at a lower interest rate. But because I was so terrible at paying back my credit card, <laughs> I had a really bad credit score and I could not get a new loan. So we were kind of just stuck. What's, and that, what's the, the minimum, term like in a something with a something? There's like between a rock and a hard place. No, there's no. like a. Never mind. It's okay. It was like we were all of a sudden drowning in a pool, and someone strapped some cement blocks to our feet, mm. and it was like it was just bad. Oh crap! And so our minimum, our minimum monthly payment that we had to pay, and our combined salary, oh, yeah. yearly that year, like. I mean, the I, first two my, years. Yeah, my so the first job I had, I was making twenty eight thousand dollars a year before like, taxes. Before taxes. Before taxes. Technically, the contract I signed was thirty thousand. Yeah. But. But they yeah yeah. And they Take know less, they I mean. know that they can pay <clears throat> a young person less money. All of those things. So he was doing mm. that. I was working part time for a wedding planner. Where I was making ten bucks an hour, and then I was waiting tables where I was making two dollars and fifteen cents an hour. Plus tips, but plus still. tips, but tips. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like tip your waitresses and waiters. Be love, like love be, on them. Be good. <laughs> like be good to waiters and waitresses if they yeah. are working at a restaurant, they are working to earn Mm -hmm. that tip because they do not make a high hourly rate. And it's because the restaurant says you get tips. So we're going to pay you less than minimum wage for that. So that was a big struggle. So I think overall we made maybe 35,000 a year. Yeah. Maybe. That's what I would, I would put it like after tax. But after taxes, probably yeah. it was about thirty-five k a year, paying yeah. a minimum monthly payment of nine fifty-four fifty-eight. And she can remember that number to this day. I will never forget. Never this forget number. that mm-hmm. nine fifty-four fifty-eight a month for student loans, and that was just for our loan debt. Mm-hmm. That was not our apartment. That was yeah. not gas or utilities. That was not food. Yeah. Like it was insane. It was, tight. It was very tight. tight. How much? I mean, we would pay all of our bills and have like $13 maybe. Maybe. Leftover. And it was like, okay, we got two like, weeks. Th- there are times, no, I remember there was one time for sure. Like I looked in the account and it was like in the single digits, like dollar, like oh, yeah. $6, $7. Yeah. And, and that's we had, all we had. And we had to survive we had, on that for the next. I'm like, girl, you better get some tips. Yeah. Two like, weeks. We, Sometimes we, we would like get real large. Like I would come home and have like $200 in tips. Like let's go to Jimmy John's. Let's go. And get a sandwich. Let's yes. order some Hungry Howie's. Oh, like we man. really, um, that it was a yeah. big struggle. Things were really tight. We, we had our cell phones cut off mm-hmm. at some points yeah, um, we where did. we just consistently did not pay. And we racked up debt with our cell phones to our cell yes. phones just didn't work. Yeah. Um, 
Man, um, yeah. it was a lot. There was yeah. a lot of stress. It was, and what it started boiling down to was we just weren't talking about it. We mm-hmm. were just kind of like surviving yeah. on this really crappy way of of living and putting things on, like trying to put, use credit card. It just it didn't work. Yeah. But the worst part of it was that we didn't talk about it and we were mm-hmm. not on the same page. Yeah. At all. But there was a shift. There was. There was a shift because we went to Nashville one weekend mm-hmm. for um, a conference at a church and um, that we were really excited to go hear a speaker. There were some worship leaders that we were excited to go to go and worship with. And we stayed with some friends who, praise the Lord, I will never yeah. forget sitting in their house and overhearing the men talking. Mm-hmm. And the the husband of this couple said, so like, what do you do? Like mm-hmm. how, like you got student loan debt and kind of started engaging with Cody really yeah. about our finances. And you know, when you're in a conversation with one person, but you're listening to another conversation because Absolutely. you're so engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, oh my goodness, we're about to be exposed. Like I was yeah. so embarrassed and I thought Cody is about to be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Like our finances are a mess. And like Mm -hmm. the way that these friends were living, they lived in a nice home. They lived in Nashville, which is way more expensive than where we were living. Yeah. And I was so humiliated, but that conversation was like the greatest thing that happened to us. It it like makes me want to cry just because like how good the Lord is. So like this, this friend, he actually, he worked for Dave, Dave Ramsey at the time. He had like a ton of extra copies of Dave's books and was like, here, man, why don't you just take take one of these? It was a total money makeover. Mm-hmm. Gave me a copy. Just like, just read it over, man. It's some really good information. Like, it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And now this guy has his own podcast, Shameless Plug. Mm-hmm. It's called Borrowed Future. If you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. Because yes. is it's incredible. It just kind of, it's, it's more... It solely focuses on the student uh, loan crisis in America today. Yes. And like before you go to college, listen to it. Yes. Like it will change your outlook on like, is college even right for you? Like, yeah. Is there something else you could be doing? Yeah. The ha- you know, kind of showing you there are ways to go to college debt free. Like you don't have to take out money. You don't and take all he, these loans. He basically, he knew the importance of, of getting a hold of our finances and getting mm-hmm. out of the student loan debt and essentially yeah. just ask Cody so that he could engage with Cody about yeah. like, dude, you need to like get out of this. But he wasn't, mm. he, he, he wasn't was, like pushy about it. He was no. just like, just read this book. It's really great. And, and Cody did, doesn't really like to I was, read. Well at the time. Yeah. I was not a reader. Right. I was more like, I just want to be outside. Right. I can't tell you how many books I've read. And now then. he like, just like, eats books. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. We come home. We come home from that trip and Cody, you read that book in like two days. Two days, yeah. Which it is was, like a record because I'm I'm a very slow reader. And if I get through any sizable book in a short amount of time, like that's a sign I'm serious about something. Like, mm-hmm. okay. It's always scary when yeah. Cody's reading a book. It's always <laughs> all scary. the new ideas. Oh, always. <laughs> always. So we come home, Cody reads this book Mm-hmm. in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And I get up one morning, I come out into the living room and I sit down to drink coffee and Cody comes and sits down like right on the floor in front mm-hmm. of me and just kind of takes me by the hands. And 
he apologized. Yeah. And he just basically said, correct me if I'm wrong, baby, mm-hmm. but like, I'm so sorry that I have not been leading us when it comes to our finances. I've gotten us in this mess mm-hmm. and I'm making a promise to you right now that I'm going to get us out of it. And I need you to trust me because what I'm about to do mm-hmm. is going to be intense, yeah. but I'm determined to get us out of this mess mm-hmm. and I need you to trust me. Yeah. That's, I mean, I can't remember word for word, but I mean, that's, he was that's like essentially, almost emotional. that's essentially it. Yeah. Cause yeah. like realizing like the weight of my choices, like <clears throat> when you get married and you make decisions, here's a little hint. It affects your spouse yeah. as well as you. Yeah. So anyways, that, that was a big, like kind of just reading that, reading total money makeover and realizing like, wow, I've really screwed this up. Like, mm-hmm. And it's all my fault because Laura didn't bring any debt. She brought zero debt. Into I brought our a savings account. Yeah, you, yeah, you brought money, and like, it got drained. Yes, like in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, money that I spent yeah. two years saving mm-hmm. was so, drained in like yeah. two weeks. Because I think all in all, I brought like seventy five because it was like three thousand with credit card. And yeah. Then, yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah. seventy five. Like, I feel like it was like a pretty round mm-hmm. number, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I remember coming to you that morning. Saying I'm sorry. But the biggest thing I think too from that was saying like, I need you to trust me. And you did. And like, yeah. that's, you have to be on the same page working as a team mm-hmm. to, to accomplish anything. Well, it was, to me, it was kind of an e- easy decision. And I know that for some people you're going to be like, really, you want me to trust you? Like you got us in this like horrible situation. I don't trust you and I don't want to be a part of this. But I think for me and for our situation, in a lot of ways, it was this easy decision because this is where I wanted Cody to be all along. Mm-hmm. But it took him a year to finally be like, something's wrong. And it wasn't because I said it all the time. I really didn't. I finally was just like, I don't really like, I don't, I didn't really like credit cards, but I, I really didn't just constantly say, you need to do Dave Ramsey. I think I said it a few times, but Cody didn't really take it. It wasn't this lengthy yeah. conversation. Like we were kind of silently battling mm-hmm. with each other. Um, and so when he decided I'm about to do this and get serious, I was like, okay, I'm here because this is awful. Like mm-hmm. this is so bad. Yeah. But what I didn't realize was that Cody, when Cody Bell decides that he is going to do something, I do it. He does it. And he doesn't do it halfway. He does it 100,000% with interest rate. So so we started this journey of tackling our debt. Mm -hmm. And we got on the same team. We started... Our baby steps. Yes, our baby steps. We got $1,000 saved in our savings account. Um, And And then then just had to... Keep knocking out that nine fifty four fifty eight. Oh, and just, and just chipping away yeah. at it and mm-hmm. learning how to eat. We ate the same meals. Sweet potato and black bean tacos, tacos. on repeat. Every yeah. single day. And we would eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch. <laughs> yep. With um and your mom so Cody's oh mom. Gosh, the cars. She would <laughs> 
she found out like at one point, this is just like a funny thing. She found out that I liked cars trail mix. That is good. It is really good. It's the best trail mix that you can eat. I'm not kidding. I was obsessed with it in college and uh, it's the purple wrapping. Well, my sweet mother-in-law found out that I liked cars trail mix and she would go to Costco. Every time she went to Costco, she would buy me a box of cars. Trail, and it was like a hundred packs, like to go yeah. packs of cars trail oh, mix. Yeah. And that sometimes was our, we would eat Cars Trail Mix for breakfast mm-hmm. and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for and I lunch. Would, I would snack a lot at work because our work provided snacks. So that was a huge blessing. And so like that would literally eat snacks just to like, if I didn't bring a lunch or if something. If he didn't bring like, lunch, right, well, which he normally didn't bring lunch, he would eat crackers like all yeah. day long and then come home and we would eat. I was so skinny. Oh, I was so skinny. <laughs> like the skinniest we've ever been was this time. Yeah. Um, so we would drink water yeah. and black oh, coffee wait, or the i feel like that's some sometimes we get those crystal light packs oh make, man <laughs> we're, when lemonade. things were going really nice i would be like you the know what i'm gonna tea. get the peach tea peach crystal, crystal light, light. Mm. and we would have that as like our <laughs> alternative drink choice yeah and then but buying i would go to costco and buy big packs of canned corn canned black beans mm. and then i would buy a ton of sweet potatoes at the store and corn tortillas mm-hmm. and cheese yeah and we would eat tacos every single night and that's not an exaggeration it's not an exaggeration we would go out to eat with friends but we would drink water and not eat we would eat at my parents house on tuesday nights and that was always really nice because we would feast then Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) on taco tuesdays because they started out doing tacos Uh yeah which it evolved yes it It evolved to pizza and then my mom's like awesome meals but yeah we really struggled Mm -hmm. Um, and, but we made, we made it work and we just made the decision. This is what we're going to do. This is how, and and if I made good tips at the restaurant, sometimes we would splurge on order a pizza. Oh yeah. Hungry Howie's. Hungry Howie's. Mm -hmm. Or we would go to Jimmy John's and get Jimmy John's sandwiches. But we were tackling debt. We actually, at one point had some friends who asked if they could do a demonstration for us at our house. Mm. And so they kept asking, they kept asking. And finally, um, one night I finally just said, y'all can come over. We're both home. They came over with something called a rainbow cleaning system. Yes. For any of you out there who don't know what rainbow cleaning systems are, they really Mm. are the greatest cleaning system that has ever been created, been created ever. However, (laughs) it is a pyramid multi-level marketing. Yeah. Is it? I would say multi-level marketing. Multi-level I mean, that's marketing. essentially pyramid scheme, but yeah, I, multi-level marketing more, is kinder. Know. So yeah. it was a multi-level, multi-level marketing, marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. type deal. They come in and they're trying to sell to Cody and I a, a three thousand dollar vacuum cleaner. Essentially, it's it's more than a vacuum cleaner, but it's at a its cleaning core, system. Yeah, it's a cleaning system. <laughs> It's not a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it's a cleaning, cleaning system. system. Yeah. They'll correct you. They will correct you because it really is not <laughs> a vacuum. But um, they came in to do this demonstration. At the end of it, of course, they're like, you can buy it tonight and we can take your vacuum cleaner. and Put it on. You can finance it. Put it on payments. Like, who it. wants to finance? People do it. People do it People all do it. the time. And so what we ended up doing was saying... They said you can either finance it or you can do 30 demonstrations in 90 days and get one for free. And we were like, We heard free. We're like, hey, let's yeah, go. Let's do it. Like, let's get this yeah, cleaning system we can't as, afford if, it. <laughs> as if we didn't have enough 
to do already. But so we decide that we are going to join the rainbow team and do 30 Mm -hmm. demonstrations in 90 days to earn a free vacuum. But along the way, you get commission. We get commission if we sell a cleaning system, mm-hmm. and we did. We did. We sold. How many did we sell? I mean, I seriously think it was like ten or eleven. Yeah. Like we basically sold the average because they're like, "Yeah, you'll sell one in three. You're yeah. Like, ah, yeah, sure, whatever. But we really we did, did thirty demonstrations and yep. sold. It was either ten, maybe I want to say we may have sold eleven. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I know we got a nice bonus because. We uh, recruited someone else who did, did very well. Did very well. <laughs> because he did well, we did well kind of yeah. thing. So. Yeah. So that was a huge blessing. And we used those checks that we mm-hmm. would make from Rainbow to tackle debt. Yep. Um, it was kind of safety net if we had to go out of town. In that season of life, y'all, we were in more weddings mm. of friends because of all of our friends, we got married first. Yeah. So all of our friends were like, I'm getting married and the bridesmaid's dress is $5,000. No, it was like $300. Um, And we're going on a bachelorette trip and it's only $600 a person. And um, so Cody and I were kind of like finding every way to earn an extra dime. I actually would run routes for my dad on Mm -hmm. Monday mornings. I would get up at like five. Bank route. And I would, no, I didn't do bank routes then. This was the route to Troy. I would go to Troy and deliver. um, See, she's done so many jobs, I can't even keep up. I know. (laughs) But I would deliver stencils for my dad's company, Mm -hmm. and he would pay me $100 a route to do that. And so I was putting all of those checks. I was saving every $100 check. Um, that I would make. And so that was going toward, or that would go towards how like fun things that we yeah. would be able to do because it didn't fit. I mean, the budget mm-hmm. just did not permit anything. Yeah. Like we didn't do anything fun. We mm-hmm. couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, we had friends that would invite us on trips and be like, it's only $50 per person per night. And we're going to go for four nights. And we were like, y'all have fun. Have a good time. If it was $50 <laughs> a couple for the whole trip, maybe we would yeah. go, but we couldn't do it. So, um, eventually I need to turn that off. Okay. So by the end of all of this, we were working crazy jobs. We were vacuum salesmen. We quit vacuum sales. Yes. Um, After our demonstrations, we're like, all right, we're done. We got our free rainbow cleaning system and we dipped out. Yeah. But it was a nice chunk of change that we earned yeah. doing that. It was a huge blessing to us. Yeah. Um, and then as we started fighting to tackle debt, we started looking at ways to lower our cost of living. Mm-hmm. So does it look like us moving to a different apartment? Does it look like maybe even buying a house? Yeah. So yeah. talk about buying that house, baby. Man, I don't see... I think initially you were the one who found it. Isn't that right? You know what? I was the one who found it. Yeah. You were the one who found it. Mm -hmm. But so we were in this charming part of Montgomery and we really enjoyed it because that's where our community was. We had made made a lot of friends. Made some friends. uh, We were really close to her. Like we want to stay here. Mm -hmm. And so Laura finds a really wonderful, smelly, foreclosed home. The worst home on one of the best streets that we didn't even know was one of the best streets. We like, actually very, did not realize that it was yeah. a popular street in the city. Um, this is a part of town where it's kind of patchy. You can live on one street and it's that street is worth a hundred 
$30 a square foot and then you go a street over and it's $40 a square foot. So Montgomery is very patchy in that way, Mm -hmm. especially this area of our city. And it's the historic part of the city. So the houses are charming and they are 1920s to 1940s homes. So they're beautiful front porches, like just your classic, Mm -hmm. like Southern homes. Like people want to drive through Cloverdale just to see these historic houses Mm -hmm. because they're beautiful. Yeah. And Cody and I, I found this house and then we went to look at it and I was like, that place is disgusting. And I think it's gross, but Cody. I was like, but we can make this like, we can fix it up. Like we can do this. Yes. We actually had this conversation this morning when I married Cody. I didn't know that he was handy. Handyman. I didn't know he was a handyman. Yeah. I just thought, I mean, I thought he was just like a regular person who like, okay, I've got like a screwdriver and a hammer and like, I'm good. But Cody knew how to do a lot more. In fact, my father-in-law knew how to do Mm -hmm. a lot. And I didn't even know that about my father-in-law. And and that's, that's, uh, that's kind of where I had some sort of a base of knowing, okay, I can do this because Mm -hmm. I've seen my dad do this. Mm -hmm. He and I, that house in Georgia that they struggled to sell Mm because of the recession, like, I helped him finish the basement. Like we finished the basement. I was like, I learned a whole lot about sheetrocking and mm-hmm. mudding, which I hate. I'm still terrible at it, <laughs> <laughs> but I know I can I do know. it. It may not be pretty, but I yeah. can do it. Yeah. Um, so like, that's where I've a lot of like the foundational type things. Like I've learned and I'm like, okay, I, I know I can do this. And if I don't, there's always YouTube. <laughs> So Cody is very confident in trying things and he's mm-hmm. not really afraid. Like if he messes up, he's just going to keep going. So Cody was really confident in the idea of buying this house. Um, and we actually sought out a lot of counsel. So yeah. the house had kind of poor foundation issues, which is very common in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And so we got a structural engineer that we knew to take a look at the house and kind of tell us if it was, not a good house to buy if it was fixable if you if it's okay to be the way that it is um we sought counsel from a real estate agency that mm-hmm. actually kind of focuses that's on like, that's their area it's their area yeah. they know these houses mm-hmm. they know the streets they know the ones that sell they know the ones that don't um and they both said i mean everyone was like this the structural engineer was a little yeah. questioning of the location right and um because it runs parallel to a not so great street so it was kind of like is this a good idea but the real estate agency was like if you can make this house shine it this is steel this is a steal it's a foreclosure it's a foreclosure listed for ninety thousand dollars how much did we get for baby Seventy-eight nine. We got it for seventy-eight nine, mm-hmm. and we put about about twelve thousand yeah. into it, um, and went to refinance the house so that we could pull the equity and pay, pay off that construction, construction debt mm-hmm. um, that we had acquired. And that's kind of where we really first started learning about like how you can kind of navigate yeah. fixing up a home and um, pulling that equity, equity out. out. Mm-hmm. But we really didn't realize that we were kind of sitting mm-hmm. on like a gold mine, a gold mine. Yeah. like that this was actually something that was about to kind of, it literally was about to restructure like the trajectory of our yeah. journey and like what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, by, the, by the time we moved to this house, Cody had gotten a new job fixing, yeah, foundations, fixing foundations on homes. So <laughs> That connection shifted his, mm-hmm. 
his income shifted because yeah. of that. And I went to work at a nonprofit um, urban ministry in West Montgomery and mm-hmm. my income went up. Yeah. So our income went up and our cost of living went down. Went down. I'm doing hand motions. Yeah. No like everybody can, can see, see the hand motions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so God really planted us in a really great place. And mm-hmm. um, we're going to share more about that on the next story. But this is just kind of overall, what we really want to share with y'all is if you are a newlywed, if you've been married for 30 years, if you are not on the same page about your finances, get on the same page, get on the same page, talk, talk. You have to communicate. If you need to cry about it, if you need to fight about it, but like Mm. talk enough and fight, like get to the other side of the fight. Don't stay in the fight. Like get to the other side of the fight, get to the other side of the issue and find a solution to where the two of you can be on the same team mm-hmm. and you can work together to get to a place where financially you trust one another, mm-hmm. care about one another. Cody Bell has <laughs> pushed me in so yeah. many ways and I have pushed him in so many ways when it comes to our finances. And sometimes the two of us have to regroup. Sometimes we have to have hard conversations with each other. I never want to sit down to make a budget with Cody (laughs) and he's even offered to pay me money for me to sit down and make a budget with him. So get on the same page. Mm -hmm. We hope that today's episode is something that leaves you encouraged that you can do it in your marriage. Mm -hmm. There's always hope. Yeah, there is. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you. Okay. Y'all, thank you so much for listening in today. I hope that this story left you encouraged as you go about the rest of your day and week to stay full of hope without fear of the future. If you want to follow along with updates, blogs, and more episodes, head over to my website, Laura Bell Writes, that's W-R-I-T-E-S.com, and subscribe to stay up to date. If you want to follow along on social media, you can find me at Laura underscore Jean underscore Bell, or you can find me at at y'all podcast. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified for every new episode. I'll talk to y'all soon.